Hey, before we start, I realized as I was editing that I didn't introduce myself. So my name's Kira. I am a CL-based storyteller, writer, podcaster, you name it. Uh, I just really love Jesus. So this is my podcast, which you're on. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're here to stay. Follow the journey. You can also find my blog and other episodes um, link is below. Otherwise, you can go to kiragothier.com. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hasn't Christianity hurt more people than it has helped? Boldly asked the skeptic. It's a valid argument, and I do not want to downplay any pain that has been caused by broken people, especially those in the church. Christian friend, when you mess up, this is another chance for you to point people to Jesus. Apologize sincerely, repent for your sins, and cling to Jesus. Use your shortcomings to explain the reason for a Savior, and may God get all the glory for it. But that aside, let's let's revisit this idea of maybe we're better off without Christians. We see those who claim to be Christian yet cause great disaster. What are we to make of the Crusades, for example? Uh-oh, Christian, do you know how to answer that? You know, honestly, I really dislike that argument. And I think it is unfair to disregard a worldview because of people who are bad at following that said worldview. Everyone believes in something, and and everyone screws up. And truthfully, if you want to play that game, be, be very careful, because research shows that religion typically protects people from involvement in crime. So my friends that do not believe in a god, is it then fair to rule out your worldview merely because atheists screw up sometimes? I don't think so. That's not a valid reason for me. But that aside, let's, let's come back to this brilliant question. Hasn't Christianity hurt more people than it has helped? Is Christianity even good for our society? See, nearly one-third of the world's population considers themselves Christians. It's like, so even if you hate Jesus and everything that Jesus stands for, I think we still ought to consider who this Jesus is and why, even today, why does he still have a massive following? After his death, his disciples, they see the risen body of Jesus. And so he says to them in Mark 16, 15, to go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. And then again, before the ascension of Christ, we see in Acts one eight that Jesus says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And we see today, we see Christianity spread everywhere, and I think we ought to at least acknowledge that this that this Jesus was and is influential. I was blown away by a recent book I read called Jesus Skeptic. And man, I just, I have to just brag on the influence of Jesus 
and like may he get all the glory for it. Jesus gets all the glory for everything. The author John S. Dickerson, a journalist and someone that was not originally convinced by this Jesus guy, you know, sought out to answer the question, are Christians good for society? So in his book, he takes an interesting approach. He looks at topics such as education, uh, medicine, science, anti-slavery, human rights, and others, and just did how did Christianity influence them if they did at all? And so I just want to hit on like a few of these. But you, you, you need to really read this book. It's close to seven hours of information on the Jesus movement and Jesus' influence today. But man, it, his influence is incomparable. You can thank Jesus for the reason we get days off. You know, if you really want to blow your mind, study the word holiday. Study where that word comes from. And saying happy holidays has an entire new meaning. So, sorry, Beyonce. Sorry, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Jesus' influence today is incomparable. So when we look at science, uh, more than 90% of the most influential scientists who started the scientific revolution were Jesus followers, and we know this from their own writing. So we have Francis Bacon, the father of the scientific method. You know, he wrote essays about acquiring knowledge through observation and inductive reasoning. He credited the phrase, knowledge is power. Again, how do we know he's a Christian? He wrote essays about God and his faith. We have Galileo. Uh, and we know we know who Galileo is. He's one of the first scientists to apply math principles to natural law. He changed the the way we view the solar system today. We also have Robert Boyle, the father of modern chemistry. Other Christians include Michael Faraday, who invented the first electric motor and a form of the Bunsen burner. We have Joseph. Uh, Priestley, a pastor and chemist who discovered oxygen, amongst other gases. We have names like Newton, Kepler, Pascal, names that you have probably heard in school. Pascal actually wrote this. Uh, he wrote that the indifference of the skeptic toward God must be overcome by a wager. If God does not exist then the skeptic loses nothing by believing in him. But if God does exist, then the skeptic gains everything, including eternal life by believing in him. Man, does that, does that touch you in any way? Does that move you? I know we're just getting started on science, but I think we ought to, to move on. So let's, let's jump down to medicine, which... Have you ever noticed how many hospitals have names that reflect biblical ideas? Jesus taught that to follow him, you serve others. This includes the sick and the poor. You know, St. Basil of Cresceria, a Catholic pastor, founded the first large-scale hospital in the world. And this was in the 4th century. We have John 
Barlett, a Christian pastor, co-founded you know, two of the first hospitals in America. We have John Hopkins, uh, who you know, founder of John Hopkins Hospital and University. Actually, a little, little backstory for you. Um, the Hopkins family decided to free their slaves based on the words of Jesus and Jesus' desire to set the captives free. Which is, again, interesting. And, and this is why context is important. Because I, I know that you, you know that slavery is mentioned in the Bible. But this is why context is important. Because it is not even close to the slavery that you're thinking of that is then found in the Bible. This is why it is important to know this context. But that's another story. We'll talk about anti-slavery in a bit. Uh, the motto of John Hopkins University is Veritas Vos Liberabit. And that's Latin. Probably pronounced slightly incorrectly, like some of these other names I've been trying. But, but it means the truth will set you free. That is the translation which can also be read in John 8.32, in which Jesus says, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Man, true freedom, that is found in truth itself, and his name is Jesus. We also have Edward Jenner, who created the world's first vaccine. Hey, that's kind of relevant. <laughs> and he is credited with saving more lives than any other single person in history. Days before his death, he said this, I'm not surprised that men are not grateful to me, but I wonder that they are not grateful to God for the good which he has made me the instrument of conveying to my fellow creatures. Watch, like, look at how he just points to Jesus, points to Jesus, points to Jesus. Today, all of the top 20 hospitals have Christian roots. That's amazing. But let's move on to charity. Jesus commanded that we love our neighbors as ourselves and, you know, that we show grace and mercy to strangers. So following Jesus' instructions, Christians then establish orphanages, schools, food programs, and just charities worldwide. And let's name a few of them. So we have William and Catherine Booth, the founders of Salvation Army. We have Edgar J. Helms, founder of Goodwill. We have George Williams, the founder of the YMCA, which is the largest youth charity in the world. That's awesome. Praise God. We also have American Red Cross, Samaritan's Purse, World Vision International. Again, I could share more, but it's clear to me that Christians were moved to give because of Jesus. And look at what has been established and how they all point to Jesus. World Vision International says this in their mission statement. We believe that everyone is created in God's image and has a right to, safe, to a safe, healthy, hopeful, fulfilling, and meaningful life. But that's enough about charity, right? Let's move to anti-slavery. So this is a quote from the book. 
We can trace the end of open and legal slavery to specific people. Most of these abolitionists were faithful Jesus followers who spoke out against slavery using Jesus's own words. Love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. We read this in Luke 10, 27. So we had uh, the American Anti-Slavery Society, founded in 1833, held by Christian pastors and churches. We have Frederick Douglass, who you know, Harriet Breacher Stowe, who you know, John Fee, a pastor who preached against slavery and later founded the first interracial college in the South. That's pretty cool. We have John Rankin, a Christian minister whose home was a main stop on the Underground Railroad. You know, and, and again, I could just, there are so many other things I could mention and name. Like, it was Christians who wrote the first petition against slavery in the American colonies. That's pretty dope. <laughs> but again, you, you really got to read this book. I am barely touching any of the names, and I'm barely talking about any of this. So read the book, look at its sources, and just be blown away by Christianity. Uh, when we talk about education, you know, I'll, I'll keep this short, but here are a couple quotes from the books. Uh, from that that book, Jesus Skeptic. Um, so it says this, at a, at a time when only one out of 10 people globally could read, Christian pioneers taught boys and girls how to read and write so that they could read and understand the Bible. Early Christians also founded the first universities to teach the Bible and train pastors. You know, for example, teaching God's word was the express purpose of universities like Oxford, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, and Columbia. These universities, which grew out of Christian primary and secondary schools, formed our modern university system. Immeasurable benefits to humankind are the result. See, the global impact of Christianity started with the real person of Jesus. It has expanded and multiplied for the past 2,000 years and counting. And that blows my mind. See, Jesus, like, he takes the cake in all of these areas. We see the impact of the gospel. We see that those who created the best hospitals, the most influential universities, who improved human lifespan and women's rights, they all have this one thing in common, and it's, it's Jesus. And we don't know this from speculation. We know this from their own writing. They talked about their faith. They credited Jesus for their, their findings and their inventions and, and any sort of advancements. They pointed to Jesus, pointed to Jesus, pointed to Jesus. And so my Christian friend, like, no, not everyone is called to be a pastor or to work in the church. And that's wonderful. You know, and we are called to live out our faith and look at the ways that Jesus shines in all these areas and through his creations. See, I, I read this and I am excited to see how God will use my life in big or small ways. I've heard the argument that society would have eventually found its way to these advancements. But if I'm completely honest, I'm not, I'm not all too convinced. 
you because I, I've read about different cultures that do not know Jesus yet, but they don't know Jesus right now. And they, they live in a way that unfortunately reflects that. If you want to know where to start, uh, look at the way early medicine was before people were inspired by Jesus. And so even if you hate him, we ought to acknowledge him and his impact. Listen, he's either a lunatic, liar, or lord. And how you classify him matters. That is the most important question. Who is Jesus and what do you think about him? The greatest champions of humanity were motivated by the teachings of their Lord Jesus. There must be something about this Jesus guy. Why was he so influential? He cannot just be a good teacher. He's not. He's either a liar, lunatic, or Lord, and your answer matters. You know, our, our, I'm not I'm not saying that, that because advancements by Christians exist, then God must exist. No, but I'm saying because of Jesus' influence, we ought to get to understand who he is. He's one of the three, man. You know, I asked the question at the beginning, are we better off without Christians? You tell me. I just want to end by sharing who Jesus is. We see in Romans 3.23 that we all have sinned. You know, these are things such as lying, stealing, you know, the occasional murder. And there, there are consequences for these sins. But we see that Jesus took the penalty for our sins. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that everyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life that's the gospel that jesus came to save and is it is this truth that sets us free jesus loves jesus saves jesus sets us free give your life to jesus and watch how he changes everything it is through him that we find peace comfort and security if you feel compelled give your life to jesus and watch how he changes everything. Jesus takes the cake in all of this. And I think we ought to better understand who this Jesus is. I'm just going to end in prayer. God, I, I see your work through your creations. Man, there is so much that Christianity has done. And it is through you. You know, there must be a reason as to why Jesus' followers were so moved to be sound ambassadors for Christ. We see this through medicine, science, education, charity, human rights, and more. You know, and I, I feel compelled to point to you through all that I do. Where you send me, I will go. I want to share the gospel. I want you to have all the glory and more. The truth will set us free, and I, I pray that we know who this Jesus is. God, I ask that you bring revival to Seattle and then to the rest of the world. We don't know what tomorrow brings, but you do, and you are sovereign through it all. May we understand that Jesus is Lord, and may we be overwhelmed by the love and the grace that will set us free. 
in a in a world and in a society that is struggling and that is that is surrounded by brokenness and and hurt god may we see the truth that is found in jesus may we cling to jesus cling to jesus cling to jesus amen Thank you.